Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman. This is your Court Radio brought to you live every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on 100.3 WRNB. And Classics 107.9. Yeah, we're here in the studio live. The firm is here to represent you. Put your earphones on there, buddy. On your issues. You're giving us a little feedback, Manny Manuel. Isn't the purpose of the show for folks to call in and give us feedback? 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal in Philly. Y'all should know Dean as we give away a quarter of a billion dollars of free legal information. Dean was like a superstar. You like George Clooney or somebody. Dude. Yeah. The, are those Ray-Bans? The glasses? The whole black and gold thing going on? You like it, don't you? It's a look. It's a look. It's remember a those, look. Remember those joints? Blue blockers? Blue blockers. <laughs> These glasses, um, you know, I have, I, had a, I have a pair of glasses I purchased recently. The ones you had last week? Uh, yes. Those are funky, too. Yeah. You're going those... through a, is this a whole Elton John thing? You're going through no, another no, level? No, What's no. going on with the, you, these, man? Listen, I, I, I've been thinking about these glasses for decades. Those glasses? No. The ones that I had last week. Okay. Uh, these are gold and buffalo horn rim. Mm-hmm. Okay? They killed a buffalo. Well, buffalo died for my glasses. I don't mm. know if they killed him. Maybe he just passed away in natural causes. Mm. Peter, don't way, call in. Way to clean that up. Okay, <laughs> Peter, don't call in, That man. was good, counselor. Go on. Yeah, maybe he passed away. <laughs> anyway, uh, those glasses I had coveted for, um, uh, coveted for a long time, and I finally made the decision, and I purchased those glasses. You coveted? Uh, Coveted them. Is thou shalt not covet in your yes, book? Yes, yes, it, it is. In your book? Okay. It's our book. We started the book. <laughs> what are you talking Just about? Check these things. Okay, um, so I bought the glasses finally. Mm. Uh, they're gold and buffalo horn rim. They they're, were funky. They're round. Yeah, it's they a nice, nice. Yeah, it's a very nice look. But and this is a different look, though. It is. Well, anyway, on Thursday evening, I play poker. Um, I have my poker game at the Cigar Republic. By the way, folks, if you uh, enjoy a good cigar now and again, you will not find a better place to smoke a cigar than Cigar Republic in Conshohocken. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so on Thursday evenings, you'll find me there. Uh, 7 o'clock is my, uh, is my game. By the way, poker is a game of skill, not luck. So don't say good luck. Yeah, you don't need to tell me good luck because I, I, I have a, a, a ongoing annual bet with uh, two fellows around the table who are supposedly the best poker players. I want to say as of this point in 2024, Dean Weitzman is crushing them. Okay, yeah, crushing, crushing them. Crushing. So, ba- so basically uh, Lady Gaga made that song about you with yeah. the poker face. Yes, that's it. And you know what? You want a good poker player for your lawyer. Um, because, yeah, oh, absolutely. There is a lot of, uh, a lot of what I do professionally, um, I exhibit at the poker table because I have to be able to read the witnesses. I have to be able to get into the mind of the person I'm questioning and understand when they're lying to me. Does it matter whether or not you can see their eyes? Uh, it doesn't because everybody has other tells mm. besides the eyes. Mm. Uh, you know, they say the eyes are the right. window to the soul. But but there, this this tell thing 
It's serious. Oh, big yeah. Time poker. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times when I am playing against somebody and I've got a, a nine high. OK. And uh, and I, you know, or not a nine. Let, let's say a, a, a queen high, a king high. And straight. And, and no, <laughs> a king Plus. high. King high. I, I'm not a serious poker player, man. What's uh, that mean? That I, means that I don't even have a pair. Okay. But I go That's into all the you got, hand. That one card. I go into the hand because I know they were going for, let's say, a straight that they missed. You know, like a four, five, six, seven straight, and they missed it. And I go into that hand knowing, just know in every fiber of my body that they are not they are lying to me. And I beat them. And they look at me and they're like, How do you do that? How do you know that? And there's, I don't, I can't tell you what it is. These other guys, they're not lawyers. Uh, no, I'm the only lawyer there. But you think you yeah. have an advantage because well, you're a lawyer. Def, no, is that definitely an advantage? I, listen, there's many lawyers who are as dumb as a brick, you know, so. Not I, on this I, show. <laughs> no, not on this show. <laughs> but, you know, that's, anyway, we, we, we segued way too far. So, uh, yeah. um, poker. But. The glasses, I just finished the story. The glasses, the the $7,000 gold and horn rim glasses, which I've coveted for decades, are sitting on the countertop as I wash my face and hands. And a friend of mine comes into the bathroom and goes, don't forget your glasses. And he washes up, and as he washes up, he hits the glasses. They fly across the room <laughs> onto the floor and smash into like three or four pieces. That's the glasses. They're gone. Uh, oh, so man. I carried them back four pieces to uh, my optician, who has to then send them back to Denmark, where they're made, and it'll be six to eight weeks before I get them back. But the good news is they're under warranty. They're under warranty. So the glasses will be repaired, and all will be well one day, and that is why I'm wearing these glasses today, and that is the story of the glasses. The backup pair. 215-227-2727. We are in MLK weekend mode. Monday is the King's birthday. Um, Dr. King um, was born on January the 15th. Dean Weitzman was born on January the 8th. We are both Capricorns. And... Um, and that's you know that's what that that's what that's what we're told we're doing this weekend. Doo -doo. Happy birthday! Yes. Um, but in uh, we have a gentleman on the show today. Um, he's on the line. We can bring him back on here. Todd Bernstein, the creator of King Day of Service here in Philadelphia, uh, created in 1994, the King Day of Service with Congressman John Lewis and Harris Walford, both veterans of the Civil Rights Movement with Dr. King. Bernstein is also president of Global Citizen, a nonprofit organization founded in 95 that promotes sustainable civic engagement through volunteer service both locally and globally. Welcome to Court Radio, Todd. Hey, good morning, Dean. Uh, good morning, Manny. Todd, good morning. Good to have you on, my friend. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, this is a busy time of the year for you, I'm sure. Um, you know, is the King Day of Service uh, today what it was in the 90s and early 2000s, or has it evolved? What, what, what's in store for this weekend, and what's in store for Monday? Well, in terms of evolving, we started this, um, as you mentioned, with federal legislation in 94. Um, Harris, Wofford, my boss, and, and, of course, legendary civil rights leader John Lewis, um, and it was really a call on Americans 
to uh, diversify, in a sense, the celebration of Dr. King. So many people would be celebrating in in many ways, but um, it's a holiday, and and whether you're uh, taking it off to be with family or celebrating Dr. King's legacy of racial and social justice, um, we will have tens of thousands of uh, people out on Monday. But but really, going back to 1996, we created. Um, the effort in 94, but then a funny thing happened with uh, Harris losing his re-election to Rick Santorum, and then we started it here in Philadelphia in 96 with a 1,000 volunteers. This was a week after the infamous blizzard of 96 with 30.3 inches of snow. Uh, we had about a 1,000 volunteers. Um, that was when Ed Rendell was mayor. Uh, 2.5 million volunteers later, 29 years later, um, I like to think of it as turning from a local project into a nationwide movement. Is it? That that was a, a question I had. Is it taking place in cities across America? And, and what is your involvement in those other enterprises? Or did you just get it started and, and now it's, they're on their own? So there are hundreds of cities around the country that that not only will be celebrating Dr. King um, through luncheons and parades and that sort of thing, but through Citizen Action. Um, when we started it in '96, we we'll, were working closely with the Corporation for National and Community Service in in Washington, which runs AmeriCorps, Senior Corps, Vista, those national service programs. And I spent two years in. 2006 and 2007 using our model, our organizing model to replicate it around the country. So um, I think one of the differences here in Philadelphia is we have a, a central repository website portal where people have the opportunity to go to mlkdayofservice.org. And if they're interested in serving in a project, that day, uh, they can find out what is available. If you're an organization and you're hosting a project and you you need folks to join you in this, um, you can also go to mlkdayofservice.org. But it's really, um, Dean and Manny, about tens of thousands of people honoring Dr. King in the way that they think is most representative of that legacy. It can be through education, which is particularly important uh, for young people who know less and less about Dr. King. Um, Dr. King's day is more than a birthday celebration. It's really an opportunity to um, embrace his legacy of civil rights and social justice, um, and not just one day, but uh, but every day of the year. And one of the things we're doing this year is, is marking the 60th anniversary of the Civil Rights Act. Um, and 60 years later, um, after Dr. King led this movement to pass the Civil Rights Act, which addressed, addressed critical issues around discrimination in public accommodations and segregation in schools and even voting rights a year before the Voting Rights Act, as we know, some of these civil rights gains are being challenged. They're being eroded, particularly around voting rights with voter suppression. So the the kinds of injustices um, and societal challenges that Dr. King fought for and rallied forces 
to fight with him in uh, in 1964 are unfortunately all too relevant today. What was it? What was it like? I mean, you were kind of um, at the epicenter in, in the beginning. What was it like working with John Lewis? What kind of guy well, was he? Well, it's funny because uh, both John Lewis and Harris Wofford had very similar characteristics. They were both very understated, unpretentious guys who were selfless. Um, um, unfortunately, both have passed. Harris died uh, four years ago now. Um, and they grew up in the civil rights movement. They both worked closely with Dr. King. Harris was the intermediary between Dr. King and John Kennedy in the 1960 campaign and in the initial stages of the White House before he co-founded the Peace Corps. And, of course, John Lewis's um, past and his legacy is is legend. So I think, you know, it takes leaders like that um, who only really care about the injustices in front of them and figuring out how to solve them. But, you know, they, no one person can solve them. Government can't solve it. The private sector, communities of faith, it has to be a rallying of forces. Um, and I think both both Harris and Congressman Lewis had this um, uh, really special way of rallying forces for the for the better good. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. The number for all things legal in Philly. If you've got questions or you want to jump in on this conversation, please feel free to give us a call at that number. July second, nineteen sixty four. I hadn't realized it was sixty years. Thanks for bringing it up, Todd. Todd, you should know that when you walk in Dean's office, the very first thing you see on the wall is, "We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope." That's the very first impression you get of Dean in his office. And I just thought it was a good idea for the two of you to finally connect to have some conversations. And I'm going to say this publicly, Todd, if not for what you've done with Harris Wofford and his work, if you hadn't done this, a lot of folks this weekend will be worrying about blowout sales and parties and cookouts. That's what it really would be. You've turned it into a day on, not a day off. You've turned it into a day of service. And this day of services, I've been a part of, I remember the first one, it brings people together who normally wouldn't be in a room together on any circumstances, who right. will be able to connect, socialize, exchange numbers, exchange ideas. That's one of the best things about this thing, and that's what I appreciate about what you guys have done. Yeah. I just want to put that Thanks. out there. Well, I'd like to give you one example of that. Um, starting uh, immediately after September 11th, um, 2001, um, I went to meet with, the leaders of both the Al-Aqsa Islamic community and the Jewish Federation. And we developed a, um, an exchange relationship between the Al-Aqsa Islamic Academy, the students there, and the, um, well, what was Perlman Jewish Day School and now Barrack Academy. And these young people have been joining us every year. Um, as you say, it's, it's really um, serving side by side, getting to know one another, um, and and really um, uh, eroding preconceived notions because we're all human beings with with similar wants and 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 hopes and dreams, um, and that partnership 
continues today. They have an exchange between their schools. And as you say, you know, it's, as I say, too, it's not just about one day. It's uh, uh, Dr. King was a, a man of action 365 days of the year, an enemy of, of apathy. And whatever one chooses to do on, on King Day, um, we're not saying you should do service. Um, you should be out in the community, but it, it is an opportunity to do that. And uh, it is an opportunity to get to know people who you wouldn't ordinarily interact with. And out of that, many partnerships have been built um, and ongoing relationships have continued, um, not just King Day, but throughout the year. Todd, what do you do during the other 360 days of the year when the, when it's not king weekend or king day what is it that you're doing we have at global citizen we have a series of uh programs of ongoing civil um civil rights programs uh racial and social justice programs one of those is called reading captains it uh, addresses early childhood literacy we work um using the the block captain concept which is which is so well known in in philadelphia we work with families block by block um families who who know the neighborhood know everyone in the neighborhood and we, we provide literacy resources to share with their children um other families in order to um help them read independently by by grade four and this is this is something that obviously education is a a critical issue if if you want to give um everyone an equal opportunity it's got to start at the at the earliest age uh, we do a series of conversations on uh, race class and power this grew out of the um uh, 2009 arrest of uh, Harvard professor Henry Louis Gates on you'll remember in Cambridge when yep. he was returning from to, a trip to China to his own home somewhere mm -hmm. yeah he was actually on his porch trying to get it into his home he um, the door wasn't opening and uh, some uh, person walking across the street a, a white woman thought he was breaking into the house the police were called um, and he was arrested on his own porch, and and President Obama at the time, um, you know, saw this as an opportunity to to address you know, lingering issues, systemic racism, and he invited both um, Professor Gates and the arresting officer Sergeant Crawley from the Cambridge Police Department to the White House, um, to the. Um, to the Rose Garden, and uh, it got uh, sort of uh, dubbed as the Beer Summit. At the very same time that that was taking place, we had a conversation that we started in uh, in Philadelphia around these very same issues. Um, we have continued that for now 13 years, and that has jump-started into a series of conversations on uh, race, class, and power. Uh, we work with um, companies um, from the private sector um, around corporate citizenship. It's not just a good thing for companies to be engaged in employee volunteer programs. I think it's uh, really a, a civic responsibility. Um, and we have a whole series of um, neighborhood um, workshops that work with, work with community groups to uh, help provide the, the 
the technical assistance for them to be um, on the ground, on the front lines in their own communities. It's really, it's really all about empowerment. I have a, I have a 10 and a 13 year old at home that I want to get, you know, that I would like to expose and get involved with the King Day of Service. How do I do that? Well, there's a couple of options. One is to go to our website at mlkdayofservice.org to see what what projects around the region are still available. Um, but also at Girard College, um, where I am right now, um, and we're setting up all weekend. Um, we will have a kids' carnival. Um, lots of uh, adults will be bringing their children. There will be education programs. Kids will be reading stories about Dr. King and the Civil Rights Movement. Um, there will be uh, uh, hygiene and uh, different toiletry projects of uh, that kids will be doing and and to donate to homeless shelters. Um, It's really about teaching young people um, the responsibilities of citizenship while educating them about Dr. King. We'll we'll be watching videos of Dr. King and speeches, not just I Have a Dream, but some of the the other speeches and sermons that, uh, um, that he gave that we don't talk about as much. In fact, one of those was um, was in Philadelphia to junior high school more than 50 years ago. So it's really an educational opportunity for young people. So uh, I would invite um, people around the region to bring their kids to Girard College. We'll have a, a lot going on, and that will start at 9 o'clock on Monday. Girard College is at the corner of Corinthian and uh, Girard Avenues. It's 21 South College Ave, uh, 19121. I'll be there, as a matter of fact, Monday with all of you. I will look forward to seeing you. Why, why by the way, if you could, Girard College? Yeah, that's a great question, Manny. So I think Girard College is a, is a hidden treasure that a lot of people don't know about. In 1848, Stephen Gerard, who was uh, considered the wealthiest person in America, he bequeathed $2 million. And think about what $2 million in, in, in 1848 would be now. Hmm. He started a school for, uh, for white orphaned boys. Right. The key word is white. And it, it's a, an unbelievably magnificent institution on, on 47 acres, a school that does not charge um, tuition. Um, and during the 50s and in the, into the 60s in the civil rights movement, a movement really grew around calling for the desegregation of Girard College. We work with a group of people called the Cecil B. Moore Philadelphia Freedom Fighters, um, who are now in their in their 70s, um, mostly who were on the front lines outside the gates of Girard College in the 1960s, calling for a change. And Dr. King came to Girard College on August 3rd, 1965, led a demonstration, but it's also important to note that Cecil B. Moore, the local head of the NAACP at the time, and and a whole host of of faith leaders um, were leading this movement. And Dr. King came to support the efforts, and not long after that, the courts overturned um, 
the admissions policies. The first young black men were admitted um, around 1968. Four young black men um, eventually uh, girls were admitted, young women, and now Gerard College is about 98% um, black, um, some Latino, some Asian. And it is, it is a first-rate institution um, where kids, uh, they don't have to be um, fatherless or motherless, if, if you will. Um, they have to be from, from low-income families. Uh, they have a free education. There's a 100% graduation rate of kids going to college. And the success stories are, are enormous. I'd like to tell you just one, which is the newly elected councilman in the 5th District, um, succeeding Daryl Clark, is one Jeffrey Young. And um, Jeffrey Young was a graduate of Gerard College. Mm -hmm. And I think he represents um, the kind of success of, of, uh, uh, of education and citizenship that, that Gerard promotes. Uh, Councilman Young will be with us uh, here on, on Monday. Um, he's a remarkable guy, and there are many more stories about Gerard. So we're here because of the civil rights movement and the history of Gerard and, and really to call attention to the incredible institution that it still is. We have a young woman with our show, my, my, my show on Sundays that I call my adopted daughter. She's a graduate of uh, Gerard College. Yep. She has a degree yep. in finished college and all and uh, says nothing but glowing things about the years she spent there. So it's, still, it's been a is, good thing. Is Gerard still a boarding school? Do they live? Well, yeah, um, there, it is. It is a boarding school um, during the week. It used to be seven days um, during the the downturn in the economy around 2008. Um, the the school went into uh, real serious financial woes because. Um, all the students um, go uh, free of tuition because of the interest on the Gerard Trust, and that took a tremendous hit. And there was an effort, actually, to eliminate the high school and eliminate the boarding program, but the, the alumni of Gerard College um, fought in the courts, in orphans' court in Philadelphia, and it still is a, um, a boarding school uh, from first through 12th grades, um, but all the young people who go here uh, return home on the weekends. Cool. All right. We have been talking with uh, Todd Bernstein, um, who, with Harris Walford and John Lewis and many others, uh, created and uh, grew the King Day of Service into what it is today, um, having had millions of volunteers <laughs> over the years around the country and uh, more than a million right here in Philadelphia. Um, you've done a great service for our community, and you continue to do that. And we appreciate you, Todd, and look forward. I look forward to meeting you maybe on Monday with my kids in tow. Hope so. All right. Be well. Thanks for taking part in our King Day of Service right here at Court Radio. My best to the wife and family, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Dean. 215-227-2727. That's the number for all things legal in Philly. We're going to come back in two minutes. We've got a, another half a show, and we're going to take your calls. If you've got questions, comments, or legal issues, just give us a call at 215-227-2727.
When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman we're having a conversation off here about some legal matters as always dean weitzman good morning manny manuel mm -hmm. uh we got eric tactics jackson i'm in the building and uh, Sarah O is uh, floating around, taking your calls. 215-227-2727 is the number for all things legal. Let's talk to uh, Joseph, line one. Is Joseph still around? Morning, Joe. Good morning, Dean and company. Uh, that was a wonderful interview uh, that was had with Todd Bernstein. But I wanted to ask him, but in his absence, I will ask you and your crew, um, do you think that the election of Mayor Sher of Mayor Sherelle Parker is an indication of any of uh, Martin Luther King's edicts in terms of what he was hoping for the future, not only so much in politics, but in terms of who represents those politically, such as her being the first African-American female, in addition to Philadelphia having three other additional African-American male males, mayors, uh, do you see that as anything voting in the fact of voters realizing that this is what Dr. King envisioned? Yeah, I think that that's a, a, absolutely uh, a fair uh, assessment that, you know, um, uh, that she represents the folks that um, elected her mm. and um because of that and her shared experiences with them, she is probably more likely to um, understand 
and to represent them in uh, in her, you know, policies and procedures that she institutes in the city. I'll so, say this, Joseph. It, 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 it's, it's in Philadelphia. It's, it's for me. Why did it take so long? Other cities have had women, have had black women, have had women. Period. So that's the one thing I would. The caveat to what you're asking is it, it shouldn't have had to take this long. Women have run entire countries. One day, one soon will be, finally be president here. Well, bec- I I think I know the answer to that. Why it took so long? Because in Philly, yeah, okay. Because we have, and this is the downside. This is the negative. We have such a strong Democratic Party that one has to bust through, and they kind of determine, to a large mm-hmm. extent, who is who's going to be anointed that 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 position. In fact, it's, most <clears throat> most positions yes. in government. It's, it's it is it is and you're looking at me like a deer in the headlights, Manny. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm because listening. you're a part of that to some extent. You're a part of that system, and you have to make your way through. And it's changing this because now judges can be uh, elected who weren't, uh, you know, given the anointment by the Democratic Party. They're you know, it, especially because you know. You're smiling now. You're going no, to have to defend, gonna have no, to defend yourself, I'm sir. You. Defend yourself. I, I, have, I, I offer a duel to you. Let me call my attorney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, no, am I wrong? <clears throat> you need only look at what just happened to Tracy Gordon to ask if you're right or wrong. Yep. 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 Okay? Yep. yep. I'm right. Yep. I'm right. He yep. says I'm right. I'm right. Yep. Um, so, it, you know, so Joseph, um, it's it's a it's a problem with the party. Um, and, and and I am a supporter of the Democratic Party's principles and and and, you know, what they represent. Ideology, ideology, ideologically right yes. now, that's where we are. Yes, we and that are. could change if the party goes really, really strange. Listen, I've, yeah. I've voted for Republicans who were moderates, okay. who were, you know, who I thought were socially um, in my bailiwick, but but were more... You just, vote your conscience and not your party. Yeah, there are, yes. Yeah, sometimes. I uh, try not to do that anymore, especially right now. I try to well, vote strategic now is a, is, is a, more than emotional. Yeah, now, yeah. now, especially federally, it's a, it's a different Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Um, but nonetheless... Joseph, it I think that's a legacy of the Democratic Party and how you had to get work your way through that system. Does this speak to the contents of your character as opposed to the color of your skin? Her character, the content of who she was. I'm going back to Sherelle Parker, Mayor, Dr. King's vision. Yeah, this was voters looking at the character of a person and saying, yes, she's worthy. She's worthy of our vote. And, and she was aspirational. Absolutely. Um, and, and so, and if King was anything, he was aspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, hope, you know, that kind of goes together with this. And we, you know, we're at that place, that juncture in Philadelphia, locally, where things aren't going so well. We need some hope. Joe, are you still on the line? Yes, I am. Real quick question for you. Now that she's mayor, do you know, have you sensed a change of anything so far this is the what 15th 14th 13th day in do you feel a difference or anything in in your everyday day-to-day living well what i can respond to that is the fact of uh to use dean's term 
the downside would be anything that's horrific that has just been in the news cycle. I mean, I could say uh, the recent shooting of the 15-year-old on the uh, Market Street platform the other day. And before that, you know, the case of the young parent uh, that was accused of killing their child. So I asked myself, why so young in terms of those who are uh, not only the uh, victims, but what the perpetrators, how could they miss Sherelle Parker being now this mayor? So that's a disconnect that I'm wondering if it will ever pan out so that younger people will realize what this monumental moment is for our city. And those are concerns. But on the upside, I do think it's a lot of aspirations. I've heard people say, you know, they like her pizzazz, uh, they like her strong willness. I think that comes across. That's all positive. And I think it's going to blend into a peak where we're all going to be happy with what she's doing as the mayor, pro or con. Well said. Yep. All right, Joseph, thanks for calling. Thanks for being a part of the show this morning. We love you and have a great day. Have a good one, Joseph. Do you know what I've noticed? She smiles. We haven't had a mayor that smiled in a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to have to be backed up with action. Absolutely. Um, and results. Mm-hmm. Got you the know, results that results. you feel. That yeah. you feel. That you yeah. can see and mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they and know that, it. And that will build that that will build upon itself mm-hmm. so we we you know we need that spark and the spark is there Absolutely. Um, now let's 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 grow it 215-227-2727 the number for all things legal let's see here um there was some other things going on the recruitment on. thing about yeah, the police department yeah. again yeah this <clears throat> isn't well i don't know philadelphia police department kicks off efforts to recruit more officers the philadelphia police department Um, has started this week to recruit more officers. Department is currently short 800 officers. Applications for recruits are being accepted Monday through February 2nd. So Monday the 15th through February 2nd. Their starting salary and signing bonus? Yeah, their starting salary is $61,888 plus a $2,000 signing bonus. The campaign is laser-focused on engaging the residents of Philadelphia, particularly those living in, now listen up, folks, underrepresented recruitment zones, such as 19121, 19122, 19133, 34, and 40, as well as communities in the surrounding regional counties. So if you are uh, thinking of, and you know what, you don't have to be a young young man you can yeah, be a woman because yours you truly be... was considering it at my age and they were like if you're healthy come on yes yeah how old okay well, we same, want age to... you, oh. same age as you sir same age as you sir yeah same age as you, you sir. sir okay <laughs> so at 62 what you were talking I was, about i was 60 60 yeah at 60 they would consider you mm-hmm. so you and don't... you start this salary while you're in the academy while you're in the academy mm. you're a student yeah wow. and you're already making that money uh huh. So, guys, definitely in your 30s, your 40s, your early 50s, you you're not precluded from uh you know moving if you're of good health and good Able. shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, Manny looks like he's 30, so uh, let's not confuse his age with his biological age with his chronological. Comes age. With, a lot of wisdom comes with that though, and temperament. Yes, you know what I mean. Decision yeah. making. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of comes with that. Yes. Manny's temperament. Yeah, I temperament. Like temperament. <laughs> you know, there was a word that. Um, who who was the gentleman that we had on the air um, about this? Yes, Captain Walker. Captain yes. Walker. Yeah. 
Captain Walker used a word that was powerful to me um, and something that we all can use more of in this country today, and that is empathy. Yeah, he, said he, he, he said he looks for recruits with empathy. Mm. That is, to me, that says it all. I mean, because that's the problem we have with all of this is that it's always the me versus you. And it might the me might not be racial. It may be me, the man in blue, versus you, the citizen, or what have you. But it's always this me versus you philosophy that makes us do things, allows us, gives us license to do things that we should not have license to do. Well, I'm going to harken back to something you said. You said that I was part of this, this the Democratic Whatever yes. you, however you say, it. I, I I would say that I'm an insider. Certainly, I'm privy to information. Here's some information that's real as it relates to this. Crime always has a three-year period where it dips. We're at that point where crime is taking its dipping point. Now would be a great time if you're thinking about becoming a police officer to come on in while crime is at its low point. By the time you're done and you're out on the street. Crime will be low. You have learned what you've learned. You're making good salary, great benefits, signing bonus. Be a change. Be a part of the change you want to see. There's new direction, new leadership. There's a new vibe in the air. Everything's new now. It's not the the old, I don't want to say scum, but it's not the old, what do you want to call it, that was that was over the old department. The department has changed, and it's changing. And, and, the, and the word empathy is being used more, consideration, uh, you said outside of the county. Now they're saying you can even come on board if you're from Montgomery or Delaware County. And I got to tell you, by the way, those counties, they're doing the same thing Philadelphia is doing. They are, and they offer a little bit more money, too, by the way, and they have less crime. So I'm just saying law enforcement, period, is screaming out for help. Now would be a good time to do it. And tell them that Dean <laughs> and Court Radio and Manny and Eric and Sarah sent you. The firm sent yeah. you. Um, but yeah, that's because if we get more officers on the street, no, people aren't as overworked. You're not as stressed out and you're able to institute these empathetic principles Mm -hmm. in a more meaningful way. You know, it's not all, you know, gun battles and, you know, sometimes it's just having an empathetic ear to somebody who nobody listens to to calm him or her down from a, uh, uh, some episode that they're involved in that, that they, they don't, doesn't have to end badly. I will say this. If you're going to be a part of the police department now, what's happening in Kensington with the new um, appointment of Deputy Pedro Rosario is going to be some work. It's going to be some work to clean that up. But they're going to get that done, man. That's a huge focus. And then we need money because cleaning that up entails – making available um, opportunities for rehabilitation. And Intake for, centers. Yeah, yeah. For, for folks who have addiction Absolutely. as their primary problem. Yeah, because, you know, my son is a um, psychiatrist, and he's trying to come back, uh, you know, to work with Temple, trying to be a resident in Temple. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to figure out, is the city going to work with, you know, these you know, these hospitals to actually have these hospitals and psychiatrists that are affiliated with these hospitals. Recruitment? Well, no, engage. Engage with the community. Engage with the community. You got to get paid. You need money. Exactly. Now would be the time for all of that. This is the time. Right. Yeah. And we got our friend Jordan Harris, who's, you know, now the appropriations chair, who should be able to direct money 
to local institutions to help with addiction mm-hmm. and rehab. You hear that, Democrats? Yeah. So I mean, listen, and Republicans. We, you know, right here at Court Radio, this this gem of an hour that we give to the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah, you know? we can solve all the problems. Just listen. Just listen. Yeah. Just listen. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. 215-227-2727. The number for all things legal. Now, when you talk about legal, you got to talk about the district attorney's office and the district attorney. And is he going to be, is he on board with this new change? You know, the new mayor, police commissioner, managing director, council president, Kenyatta Johnson, who will be there Monday. A lot of folks will be there Monday. I'm pretty sure the district attorney will be there Monday. Are they all getting along is the key thing. One Philly. One Philly. That's it. One city. That's it. Let's take Marvin on line three. Oh, Marvin, welcome to Court Radio. Marvin's gone. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Marvelous, marvelous Marvin. Where were you when I needed you? (laughs) Uh, Lord. How about Judy, line two? Judy, Judy. Judy, what? All right, what's going on? All right, well, let's move on. We got got one more issue that I'm going to lay out before we take a break. Philadelphia DA... Speaking of Mr. Krasner, he is suing once again to stop a law a a law from being enacted. Is this a SEPTA thing? Yep. Yeah. So here's the deal, folks. Um, Larry, the 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 the, uh, Harrisburg, the legislature Mm -hmm. has enacted a law which would pass authority for the prosecution of crimes which occur on the transit system to a new special prosecutor, taking those prosecutions away from the district attorney's office in Philadelphia. Larry says he wants to stop a court, he wants, to, he wants a court to stop plans to appoint a special prosecutor who would handle crimes on the city's transit system under a new law designed to dilute his authority. The House measure, which was passed by bipartisan support and signed by Governor Shapiro last month, created a special prosecutor with authority to investigate and prosecute crimes that occur on SEPTA. The special prosecutor would take 89% of the land area from the city out of the district attorney's jurisdiction. That's shocking to me. This is a lot of area, too. This is SEPTA. This well, is whatever the SEPTA. This is a lot of jurisdiction just being taken away. How can that be? 89%? That's a hell of a lot. It's. I don't understand how you calculate that. Well, he calculates it as, well, you're taking away the voice of how, how many voters did he say? 154,000 voters that voted for him. And you, you, you're silencing them, like I said, on, in an entity that has that has more jurisdictions than just the city. This is a lot of area I'm talking about. If crime happens anywhere involved with SEPTA. And then to find a person that meets this criteria, by the way, that's another thing. Yeah, in order to become the special prosecutor, mm-hmm. you could not have worked for the special prosecutor's office or Krasner during the past six years. Mm-hmm. Must have five years of criminal prosecution in the state. So you, got, you could have to be in the Commonwealth but not in Krasner's office, and you have to have 10 years of good standing with the bar and be a resident of the city of Philadelphia. That's a lot. They can't <laughs> find somebody to thread that needle. That's a lot. Maybe that's why they passed the law, because they knew they'd never find somebody. Exactly. Maybe that's why Josh Shapiro signed it, Yeah, knowing that would be the Maybe here's, here's a bone to my Republican brothers and See, sisters. See, I did what you asked me to yeah. do. There's no meat on that bone, but you can have the you bone. You can have the bone. 
Maybe that's it. 215-227-2727. Tell us what you think about all this. We'll be back in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal answers. Here's more court radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. We got to give you a poker name, Dean. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning right here on 100.3 WRNB and Classics 1079. We bring you uh we bring you legal entertainment and education. A quarter of a billion dollars worth of free legal information every Saturday. And I am joined in the studio with members of my firm, Manny Manuel Glenn. Good morning. Eric Tactics Jackson. Good morning. And when she's flipping around, her Sarah O. When she's flipping around. Masked up and ready to go. Yes. Yeah, man. Ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a, a great show today. We had uh, Todd Bernstein on the show. We talked about MLK and how significant MLK weekend and day is than really any other national holiday we have because it's really about um, it's about things that are bigger than just us. It's about us community. giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. It's about us interacting with each other um, in ways that we would not ordinarily do. Um, in a positive light and getting to know one another and helping one another and, ex, you know, learning and teaching and um, being together. 
in a way that, you, you know, normally we, we're with family or friends and that's it. And you're, you know, cooking a burger or mm -hmm. you're getting the latest sale at Macy's. So instead of the blockbuster sale movie weekend with the cookout and barbecue, you can socialize with some good folks from all across the region who have different types of vocations all coming together who would normally not be together because of this event. Absolutely. Which now, as he has said, has now gone across. It's outside of Philadelphia. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's across the country. Thanks to this idea that he, Senator Harris Wofford, John Lewis had way back in 1996. Yep. All right. So we are going to have our last caller. Line two is Akira. Akira, welcome to Court Radio. Good morning. Good. I want to say thank you all for everything you all do, first of all, and oh. the information that you guys put out. Um, thank you. I, from, <laughs> you're welcome. I really appreciate it. I learn a lot from you guys. I really do. Um, I have a question, though. I work up in Paoli, and I live in the city of Philadelphia. I live in North Philadelphia by Temple, actually. Why is it that the the police actually cater to civilians up in the upper neighborhoods, I, I like to say, but us in the lower neighborhoods, we don't get the same treatment. I was locked out of my car recently, and this is the second time I've been locked out of my car up in this area. First it was Devon, and now recently in Paoli, about two weeks ago. Wait, 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 there's, there's a theme there. Uh, you, you know, you know, that medicine, you know, that medicine called Prevagen may, you might be, you uh, might be needing some Prevagen or something because I don't, how do you lock your keys in the car two times in a row? Okay. I got out because, because I'll be frank with you guys because of where I work. I don't lock my, I don't have to lock my door. Right. Right. Were you rushing? I, I, are you rushing I, to the train, and that's why you're locking them? No, I drive. So oh. I, I left my keys in the car, actually, because again, where I work, I don't, I don't think twice about that, actually. Okay. So when I got out of my car, I think my arm hit the lock. Got you. And uh, that's how I got locked because my keys were sitting right in my seat. So like, when you get locked I'm, out, what do you do? Call the police. I, I called the, I called the police, right, for assistance. <laughs> so up here. They assist you, hmm. and out in, out in the city, they don't assist you. And I confirmed it because when I went home, I saw two officers, and I asked them, "Why is it that you guys don't help the civilians? Because y'all are here for us." Yeah, and what, what was their answer? What was their answer? The city of Philadelphia does not allow us to aid civilians with that. We can't even call the the lock. Smith for you because it could come back on the city of Philadelphia. Um, damages and things like that. But you know what I had to do up here with the police? He made a joke. He said, here, sign this paper. I signed mm -hmm. the paper. He said, now you owe me $11,000. That was the joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so what it comes but down to is what it comes down to is uh, money. Um, yeah. Like the city of Philadelphia big city, uh, thousands and thousands of people, they're afraid that they're going to get sued yeah. because they helped a burglar or a thief steal someone's car. And in the counties where they don't have a lot of uh, lawsuits being brought by folks for things of that nature, they're, they don't have rules in place for that yet. And maybe they never will. Um, but the city is... 
uh, an easy target, I guess, uh, or they feel like they're an easy target. I try to look at my cases and only take cases that have merit. Um, and, you know, I would never be involved in a claim like that. Um, but it, it, again, uh, in, in this instance, um, it's the city is tainted by civil litigation, which has uh, cost them a lot of money, uh, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's it. But you know what? That's just the kind of new new thinking that maybe Sherelle Parker will bring to the table or the new the, the new police chief will bring that Kevin Bethel will bring yeah that yeah. Kevin will bring that you know maybe we need to be more engaged in the city um, and more empathetic and more assistive to our community members we need to bring them in here yes Come on. we need mr. Bethel in here Kevin uh, listen, Akira, thank you so much for being a part of the Court Radio family um, and for bringing your question to us today. Have a great Saturday. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Well, as we wrap up the hour, gentlemen. Big football game Monday, Dean, in case you watch that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, big football changes happened this week in case you pay attention to things like Bill Belichick, Nick yeah. Saban, Bill Pete Carroll. I, I have lost, you know, <clears throat> my hard-earned cash on the Eagles in the last five weeks. So uh, I'm, I am. Are you out? You're done? I'm not done, but, you know, I mean, how many times can you beat a man down? You're like tired that? of bleeding green profusely. Is that Somebody's going to pay, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? Uh, I don't know, but there's going to be some changes over at the Can uh, you imagine a scenario where you'll say nope. head coach Bill Belichick? No. No. Okay. Uh, only now maybe I'm going to be accused of ageism, but he's worn out. I mean, Six Super Bowls. I understand. The man has, you know, he, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. There's but it's no, a wrap. But I think maybe he's done. Okay. You know, I don't know that he wants to be involved in – you know, good point. It, you know, it, if he was coach, would he fire Matt Patricia? That's his guy. That is his guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. What do you, you know? I, 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 wish I'm, we were, I'm, I wish we weren't at the end of the hour because I, I, I would love <laughs> to hear. I would love to hear what our what our listeners think about oh, this. Oh no, you Ooh. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but you know, um, it, it's. What do you think? Are they going to win? And don't give me the standard Philly I answer. honestly don't know. You don't know. That's the know. truth. I Any other time, when we were 10 and 1, I would have said absolutely. Now, of course. I honestly don't know. Yeah, and, and it, if they come, I don't know. Maybe it's your cavities. Are you Had you had some cavities filled recently? <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. That's, <laughs> that was an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies or something. Yeah, we got some feedback. I'm thinking maybe it's the mercury in your mouth. I don't know. They don't um, do that anymore. They don't I do honestly it. don't know who's going with What is that? It is him. <laughs> yeah, he's rocking it. Come on, baby. Ooh. You're rocking it. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I... I honestly can't call this game. If I was betting on this game, I honestly couldn't call it. I don't think I don't think Vegas can call this at this point with them. This yeah, if they keep the if they keep coming, and there's is there any reason to believe they're not going to continue to to come at their opponents with whatever they came at the last five opponents? Is there any reason to believe things have changed? Somebody said something that made sense. Teams have figured out whatever it is. How to beat the Eagles? Exactly. I don't know what it is? I don't either. They're seeing something, the coaches have seen. Something. Not my business. Yeah. Not my business. But but I, as a fan, uh, it's ugly. Two one five two two seven twenty seven twenty seven. If you need me this week, give me a call because I'm there for you. We'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.